0: I'm looking forward to this conversation. I, I'm We're going to talk Blue Jays, but we may talk about other things as well. Zach Lang joins us now. Uh, w- where are you calling from, sir?
1: Low tide, I'm calling from the home office located in beautiful, sunny downtown Edmonton
0: today. Very nice. Now, it, who is all working and who isn't working, with emphasis on who is not working and daydreaming? We need to know this.
1: Well, we know that Tyler Jamchuk isn't working. He's always avoiding the grind. Uh, but a number of the guys are uh, heading out to Toronto right now actually. nice These little all star game stuff there 's a conference going on out there for a couple of days that uh, we 're really excited about having an opportunity to speak at so yeah it's uh, it 's an exciting day it should be a fun weekend
0: if Justin Turner now I know that that fans were i thought they were going to get soto in Toronto, and then there was i mean some real excitement about otani and and I learned how people track airplanes, which is good. And they didn't get that. But Justin Turner, that's a hell of a bat. Let's be real here. I know it's not Otani and it's not Soto, but that's a a great get for the Jays. Fair?
1: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I mean, you look at what Justin Turner did last year and you look at the majority of his counting statistics and they would have been top two or top three on the Blue Jays. For example his 96 rbis would have been first among all the blue jays last year 23 home runs second uh, as you mentioned this is a guy that can put the bat on the ball and put it wherever he wants in the infield and in the outfield um hit it over both walls like i think from an offensive perspective this is a, a great pickup here for the jays similar to brandon belt thing and i think you know you get a little bit more utility with justin turner too because he has some of that experience at third base now if you're going into this season with Justin Turner as your everyday third baseman. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that, um, but hey, you know what? I think from an offense perspective, at the very least, right now, uh, it's hard to argue with this one.
0: So let's let's just review here because I want I, I like in my mind to when I'm daydreaming when somebody's talking to me and I don't want to hear them. I like to figure out how the lineup might go. Uh, you've got Turner who who can play third base. You've got Vladdy who would be first base. I don't know. Like I like their outfield. I mean, you're, you're you know the the way they've got it set up. I think their outfield should be pretty good. Um, Turner's option are DH, third base, one B. That's it.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I think that's uh, that's where the Jays will kind of be looking to uh, deploy him.
0: And then just to, to linger there a little bit, Vladdy's positions are first base and DH, right? There's no.
1: That's correct. Yeah, okay. like he's played a little bit of third base in the past, and there was a point in the season last year where he was even taking some reps at third base. I don't think that they would look to move him back over to the hot corner there. Um, but hey, you know what? If they're going to platoon third base this season, it's not out of the picture to see Vladdy maybe taking some reps over there too.
0: And it, you know, the the I love the Jays bats. I really do, and I've I've talked about Bichette too, and I rambled on about Vladdy when he wasn't playing first base as well. Uh, From the point of view of a fan looking forward to opening day, is there going to be more attention for lumber or more attention for leather in terms of who the starting eight are?
1: That's a great question. I mean, I think probably a little bit more attention on lumber. I think if you take a look at this team last year at the plate as a whole, they were a bit of a disappointment. I mean, you look at a guy like Matt Chapman, for example, came out the gate red hot in the first month or two of the season. Then he really cooled off throughout the year. Vladdy, you know, we talked about him last time, too. He had a bit of a down year. I think he's a guy who's going to be coming back rejuvenated. It, it felt like there was a little bit of negative regression from this team as a whole, especially from some of their younger guys, especially like Alejandro Kirk, for example, who missed, you know, a bit of the first part of the season um, and stuff like that. So I think the Jays are kind of looking, at, looking for this team to bounce back, and have some positive regression at the plate. And I don't entirely hate that option either. I mean, I think there's a lot of really talented players on this roster, and I especially look at a guy in Dalton Varsho, who in his first year in the AL East last year with the Blue Jays was a disappointment at the plate. Um, now, granted, he was tremendous in the outfield uh, for them, and that was a huge, huge addition out there. But I think that's a guy, too, that, you know, is going to rebound. He had a 103 OPS plus in his three seasons in Arizona, that was down to an 85 last year. He's still only 27 years old, so he's still young. Uh, I think he's a guy who could have a lot of positive aggression for this team amongst some other guys.
0: So how do we feel about, you mentioned third base. Uh, uh, what kind of power numbers are they going to get from, from third base?
1: Well, that's a great question. I guess it really depends on what they're going to do there, right? If they platoon it, they have guys like Isaiah Kiner falefa You know, maybe David Schneider can play a little bit down there as well. Um, Kevin Biggio has played some third in the past too, but it's not a spot that necessarily gives you a whole bunch of confidence. now. I spoke about Matt Chapman's poor season at the plate last year beyond the first month or two, but he was still electric at third base last year as defensively sound as he's always been. You know, I don't think you can rule out of the question here that, um, you know, Matt Chapman could end up back with the Blue Jays this year. He still hasn't signed with the team. Neither has Cody Bellinger. We've seen from Scott Boris clients in the past, them take it down to the wire of spring training. So I think there's still options on the table for this team, um i'm not necessarily feeling great about that third base spot right
0: now though how do you i i whenever i see the jays i i get a little irritated that bichette plays the position he does and then i wonder and i openly do because i think kevin biggio has some things you know switch hitter a lot of things that he can do uh is he better as a utility casey candel type or do you like him in a specific spot
1: yeah, I like, I like Biggio as a utility player. I really do. He's a guy who can kind of step in anywhere where you need him to, uh, similarly to how Whit Merrifield was for the Jays last year. I think that's a reason why they brought in Isaiah for falefa too, the Jays kind of are signaling towards this platoon approach all across the field, right? Um, you look at a couple of these signings this offseason here, you know, namely kind of Falefa and Turner, you got guys here who can play multiple positions and play them fairly well. I mean, kind of Falefa is not the, the most appealing name. And for him to be the first signing after losing out on Johei Otani is obviously a bit of a disappointment for, for the fan base here. But again, I just, I feel like this team is too offensively gifted to be as poor and the plate as they were last season. And again, people got to remember that you know this pitching staff for the Jays last year was one of the best in the entire league, and to, in, in, in all of baseball rather. And they're largely coming back this year. You look at them bringing in a guy in Yariel Rodriguez too. He's going to help fill in that kind of you know number five spot that Hyun-Ryu kind of played last year for them down the stretch. He can play out of the bullpen for you. He can come in and play some big situations. Uh, I kind of like this offseason from the Jays,
0: honestly. What uh, Zach Lang joining us from Blue Jays Nation. What can we expect? Um, how many games can we expect Kiermaier to play center field?
1: Well, that's a great question. I mean, you look at last year, and he played a number of games out there, and he did so very well. I think him and Dalton Varsho and George Springer made a great trio in the outfield, uh, one of the best defensive uh, outfields in all of baseball. So I- I'm pretty comfortable with Kiermaier going out and being an everyday uh, center fielder again for this team, just as he was last year.
0: Do you feel uh, I? Whenever I do anything about the Blue Jays, even just talk about them, you know, for five seconds, there is a, a a sort of, uh, here we go again. They promise the moon. They go to the winter meetings. They pick somebody up at the Rule Five draft, <laughs> and then they go home. And, and I, like I know that's not the case. I know the Jays really did want to spend the money, but if if this thing, you know ends in a disappointing way again um at some point in time you cry wolf a few times in the winter time and if nothing happens i just wonder about the fan base it's a loyal fan uh base of the toronto blue jays Are, are is there any kind of disgruntled rumblings right now already or do you wait until you lose three in a row
1: Oh, I think there's undoubtedly some grumblings right now from the fan base. I mean, you look at this team last year, this was a squad that really needed to take a significant step forward in the AL East, and they kind of fell flat on their face, especially in the playoffs once again. Second straight year in the playoffs that they they were knocked out in the wild wild card round in truly disappointing fashion. I mean, Toronto Blue Jays scored exactly one run in two games against the Minnesota Twins. It's just wholly unacceptable last season. So, I do think that, you know, management, Mark Shapiro, these guys are on the hockey right now. And this is a team that's going to need to take a step forward in a very big way this year. And they're banking on the guys that they have to do so. So, it's going to be really interesting to see the way things play out here. And it's something that's important to remember, too, is that the Blue Jays are installing a whole bunch of premium seats. They're raising uh, ticket prices. They're doing all of this stuff inside the arena to try and uh, improve the fan experience. But in the same breath, you know, if you're going to go and raise. Um, you know season ticket prices and have another very mediocre year where you get bounced out in the wild card round. That really creates a lot of tension in the fan base, right? You know fans aren't going to be happy to pay more to have a lesser product on the field. So it's going to be a really interesting year uh, watching this Toronto team.
0: So uh, I know we're not far now. It's uh, a couple of weeks away from pick- pitchers and catchers and, and hurt guys who who spent too much time eating uh, during the week the, the winter time, but. Is there any player that, that maybe we haven't discussed or maybe Jays fans aren't uh, you know, top of mind that you are looking for maybe to, to make the team or to surprise during the year?
1: Well, I think the one guy that I keep coming back to is Alec Manoa. And obviously this is somebody who has been heavily talked about in Toronto for the last calendar year, given the absolutely horrific season that happened last year and what transpired. But of course this is social media that we're seeing this stuff on. So you take all of it with a grain of salt, but, you know he's looking like somebody who's going to be coming in highly, highly motivated to season to come back and reclaim his spawn in this starting rotation and get back to the ace level status that he was in 2022 when he was named an All Star and had a 2.24 ERA through the whole season. Uh, I think this is somebody that this Jays team is going to very much rely on uh, on the mound to deliver in a big way for them. And a player at the plate that I'm really interested in to see what happens is Davis Schneider. Mm. I mean, you look at the way that he came out last year, and he was absolutely excellent since he was recalled. Um, You know, he had a 175 OPS plus and 141 plate appearances down the stretch run of the season, if he can come back in and, and replicate even just some of that at the plate for this team, uh, that's a big addition from within too. And then I think you've got guys like Spencer Horowitz who are kind of on the outside looking in right now who could make a name for themselves. Uh, you know, step in at some point this season, maybe right away, and be a, a player who could be of impact as well for this team. So it's going to be really interesting to see the way things kind of shake out here. And my hope is is that you know the Jays aren't done. I'd still like to like to see them re-sign Matt Chapman. I was banging that drum early in the off-season I thought bringing him back would be a great move for this this club and this franchise to have some continuity there. And again, that defense, that defense that Matt Chapman brings at ball corner is almost unmatched in all of baseball. So the Jays have a chance to bring him back. I think they would be wise to do so.
0: Thanks for this. Appreciate it very much.